0: Hello and welcome to Women in Confidence with Vanessa Murphy, the podcast that discusses all things to do with confidence at work. This is a podcast for women who want to know more about where their confidence supports them and where it can let them down in their careers. I'm your host Vanessa Murphy, confidence coach, HR expert and podcaster. Every fortnight this podcast will introduce you to women who have interesting stories to tell around confidence. Through their stories, you will realise that even women who appear to have it all have had confidence wobbles. But by listening to them, you will take away what they do to remain top of the confidence game. Before I get going with today's episode, I just want to give myself a pat on the back and a congratulations to myself. Because today's episode is a milestone for women in confidence. Because this is the 10th episode. Yes, women in confidence is 10 episodes old. I also just want to say a thank you to you, my audience, for supporting this fledgling podcast and to help it grow. I also want to say hello and thank you to Jo Price, my lovely friend who kindly donated to Women in Confidence via Buy Me a Coffee. Through her support, I can help improve the show. If you'd also like to support Women in Confidence, please head over to my Captivate podcast site. So, on to my guest. So, my guest on this 10th episode is Branka Valchich and she joins me from Croatia. Branka is a female empowerment coach and a full-body channel and voice of Mother Mary. One of the main reasons why I invited Branka onto the show was to talk about her mission to help as many women as possible to feel bliss through sexual pleasure. Mother Mary has been her teacher on the subject, and she's keen to share what she's learned from her. She hosts the Living with Mary podcast, is the author of two novels, and is currently channeling a book in which Mary tells her own story. She's also the creator of the Sea Goddesses program and leads women through their journeys from her sailing boat in the Adriatic Sea. Franca, um lovely to have you on Women in Confidence. How are you today?
1: Oh, I'm good. It's awesome to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: I always like to point out where my guests are because I just want to emphasize the global nature of this podcast so if you just tell everybody where you currently are at the moment
1: at the moment I'm in Croatia
0: yay (laughs) (laughs) Um, and before we started recording we were just commenting on the differences in weather so I'm in Melbourne and it's absolutely stifling and you're in Croatia and probably not quite so warm
1: Uh, No, yeah, I was just outside walking my dogs and there was beautiful frost on the grass and, you know, I was getting all like rosy cheeks from the cold. It's just really, really pretty. (laughs) Yeah, but we do get really hot summers, so I totally get it.
0: Right, should we get on with the show? So what I like to ask my guests when they come on um, Women in Confidence is to finish this sentence um, and the sentence is, what does confidence mean to you? So away you go.
1: Mm, all right. Well, the confidence to me really means being able to like stand in my truth, uh, speak my truth, and act from my truth. So what that really means is that whatever is happening with me, you know, at a particular moment. I go from there. So I don't, you know, pretend that there is something else or put on some, you know, this is how I need to be because then I'm not in touch with who I actually am and how I actually am at the moment. And then I lose all the confidence. Uh, So (laughs) for me, that's the crucial bit. And
0: finding your true self or being true to yourself that's been quite a journey for you. Um, let's start sort of right back to when you went into a career. What sort of led you to become eventually a professor? Um, and, and let's talk about that journey through academia.
1: Mm. Uh, so yeah, like when, <laughs> when I was growing up, um, you know, there wasn't there were was certain options available and you know, and I kind of followed what I was good at which was school. And so, and my mom also was an academic. And so it was just kind of felt like, okay, that's the thing that I'm good at. That's the thing that I'm doing. Uh, And so it felt like a normal natural thing. I never questioned it. I just did that. So I went to, um, you know, went to college, got my master's, got my PhD and worked in academia. Uh, And then, you know, but I actually felt like throughout that whole time, That something was like missing. Uh, And even though I had like a really, really, really awesome life on the outside, uh, there was like something missing. There was something, there was a hole within me. So um, I at some point realized that being in academia is not really what lights me up. And that that's not it. Uh, And so I decided to to leave. But, you know, after I've done my journey uh, of healing and, you know, kind of going through other different parts, like you said, like finding, you know, who I actually am, part of it was coming back to accepting as well, that part of me as part of me as well. So it's not, you know, a mistake I've made. It's something that, you know, shaped me. It's something that gave me you know, all the experiences that I've had during that time. And that brought me to the place where, um, you know, I'm now or where I have been like throughout, the you know, the entire um, life, throughout my entire journey.
0: You talked about a hole within you and, and something was missing. Uh, help me understand what what was that? How could you sense there was a hole? What was going on for you? Well,
1: I, as a kid, I always had questions why am I here? You know, what's the point? What's the purpose? Like I was an introverted child. I, you know, had, I did not really fit in. Um, And so I just, yeah, just questioned like what was going on and, you know, it kind of continued. I was like in my teenage years, I was uh, the angry teenager and a rebel and, um, you know, kind of went through that phase. Uh, Then I, you know, fell into depression um, right after I actually met um, my my husband-to-be um, and we started dating, but, you know, I fell into depression. And, you know, so there was something going on that wasn't, you know, within me that didn't feel, that felt empty. Um, so whether it was shown in these questions that I've had, or in a certain restlessness or in this feeling of, well, nothing really, you know, what is this world? And, you know, nothing really kind of excites me or lights me up. So, so yeah, it's just, it was like just that feeling within me that was kind of manifesting in these different ways. Um, and, and then, because I, I kind of went on to create my life, you know, with, my boyfriend we moved to Alaska and you know I did my master's and I just really loved I was in my 20s and we loved like Alaska and like exploring and adventuring and and all that it was just you know moving from Croatia to Alaska it was a whole new world so I built an amazing life and it was just really really fabulous I had really wonderful experiences and but yeah, there was still, I would still every once in a while, you know, I would like catch myself just kind of sitting and being, you know, kind of feeling like, hmm, what else is there? You know, what else is there in this life? I mean, this is awesome, but it's, th- is this it? Uh, that, that just can't be it. It didn't feel right that that was it. It wasn't, you know, 100% fulfilling at all the kind of deep levels of myself, so I hope that explains. That.
0: <laughs> yeah, and what was what was the process you've gone through, or the adventure you've you've been through to really start to fill that hole? How did you do that? So that would be really interesting to find out.
1: Oh man, uh, I <laughs> uh, I think that many of us, uh, you know, when we are. Uh, searching for these deeper answers within ourselves uh, somehow end up in trouble, let's put it that way. So something happens, right, that kind of pulls us out of that, um, let's say, everyday life that we've built, Uh, because it could have gone on with the life that I've had, um, and I, I did quit my academic job um, and I went on to, and this I did that because I felt within myself that I just can't be there anymore, that I'm going to suffocate. And I'm going to like, I don't know, develop some illness or something, That it just was imprisoning me. So um, I left the academic job. And at the time I thought that my thing was to write books, which it is, but at the time I thought that's like, the sole purpose of me so I'm gonna go write a novel uh and so I did that we moved uh back to Croatia and we're living on a boat and on an island and I wrote a book beautiful 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 book the lady of the sea and I had a uh, published and you know I was living on a boat I was really living the life that I have dreamed um you know from like when I was a little girl that I would live on a boat and here's me and now I'm writing. Then I just say, I don't want academic academia. So I want writing. Awesome. Here I am. I'm just doing that. And then, you know, we were so excited. My husband and I were on our boat and he like took me in his arms and jumped off the boat with me. And, you know, I mean, this doesn't happen really, but it happened to me that somehow like this water between uh, his body and my head kind of hit my head and I felt my head shake, um, but, you know, I didn't quite connect the dots and it took, it took about a week uh, to kind of realize that I actually have a concussion uh although that night like that that afternoon i was i was kind of like oh my god like some things happened to my head but it doesn't matter you know i'm on the boat i'm happy i'm you know and (laughs) but that night i woke up and i was really sick um and you know i was having a headache and all that and so it's like yeah this could be a concussion but concussions go away within you know a few days and and so it's like, okay, it'll just like, it'll just go away. But then it didn't. And so after a week, I actually saw a doctor who was like, you have a concussion. You should be like lying in bed, Um, which I was like, I'm lying in bed, but on the boat, which I didn't mention, uh, it turns out that of course, like when you have a concussion and you're on the boat, the boat keeps moving your brain, your head. Um, And so Yeah, so what to some people, first of all, wouldn't happen Uh, to others, it would just go away within, you know, a few days to a week Uh, turned out into an ordeal for me that lasted several months that with me ending up in bed, uh, not able to do anything, I literally I wasn't able because if I did, I felt nauseous. And I I like really, really nauseous. Uh, And I would start like having, I could start being really dizzy. So I would worry that, you know, I'm just going to fall. I mean, not, not worry, really. I would fall if I didn't go back to lie down. So uh, I, and if I read or wrote or anything like that, I was like getting really nauseous again, I'd get like terrible, terrible headaches. So I basically ended up being in bed. Not writing, not reading, not, you know, um, not being a mother, not being a wife, not being anything that I thought, you know, here is my life, not being on the boat that I loved, you know, so, okay, stripping everything, you know, that I have built for myself in my life, here's me lying in bed contemplating <laughs> that's the only thing that I could do you know, I was like stare at the ceiling and contemplate and I was really really scared I mean I was like is this is this how it's going to be and so I had to find meaning and myself who am I <laughs> going back to the question from childhood right who am I why am I here and if I'm not any of those things that I've just you know kind of created and that I've just let's say lost do I have value do I, you know do I continue
0: on so and that's I mean that whole episode sounds terrifying and just to be able to just lie there and, and have your life change so dramatically on reflection do you see that in a positive way has positive come from that
1: absolutely yes uh so and that's that's that that's what you know so I said like when something needs to happen to kind of like Stir a person up, really. And it's sort of similar to what's happening in the world right now. Like we are really being <laughs> shaken, uh, because otherwise we don't wake up, which is sad. You know, I was think like, can we not learn in a different way? But <laughs> I don't know. So far, not. Uh so yes, I had like I was like shaken and stirred, and eventually, so basically what happened afterwards was well, during that time was that. People started popping into my life that and because I was so kind of desperate, I was fine with anybody like, okay, should I call this person? Of course, you know, like, yes, you know, whatever, you know, anything, anybody who would help me, you know. So they started coming in and it was also there was also one point where uh, like the lowest point where I just kind of said, help me help me. I can't like, I can if there is anybody out there, please help me. Like, I don't know how this works, what this is, but just please help me, you know? And that's going to hit in the rock bottom when you do that. And when you're able to say those two words, help me. And then, yeah, like these people just started popping into my life and I started discovering all kinds of things, you know, from, that I have spirit guides that, uh, you know, that there is all this other world that is beyond what I can see with my eyes. Um, you know, that there is, that there is so much more to life, uh, then so that, yeah, then that that the feeling of emptiness and that sort of, there must be more, uh, is true, you know, at least for me, like that's what I've discovered. That's, that's part of my truth that, yes, there is that I'm a spiritual being, you know, having an experience on earth in my body and that all the other amazing dimensions, um, you know, we've all come from and that we come to earth. And so, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like everything started making uh, sense to me and I discovered what I was missing, you know, which, which was like this the energy, the energy of unconditional love, like really unconditional love and knowing that there is this, you know, sort of the the higher being that watches over me and over all of us. And that is that there is a bigger sort of picture uh, than I had like previously thought there was. So definitely, absolutely. It was the, uh a terrifying experience but one of the biggest blessings for sure in my life
0: right at the start of the interview you talked about your true self having gone through all this how close are you to being your true self
1: (laughs) that's a great question uh that's so evolving like I feel that so a quest for a true self it's it's an illusion in the way I see it because Coming to a certain point, this is what I thought: that you'd come to a certain point and you'd be like, "Okay, haha, I know myself. This is who I am." I find that I'm so—we're all so complex, and there is layers and layers uh, that you know we keep sort of opening up our consciousness and discovering more and more. So I'm not, I, I'm nowhere close to you knowing my true self, except to say that. I and I, and when I said like being, you know, standing in your truth and speaking from your truth, that doesn't mean that, okay, here is another sort of mask that I put on and now I call myself a writer or, or I call myself whatever I'm calling myself. And now this is my truth. It means what is happening at this very moment uh, within my body. So, really feeling. What I'm feeling in my body, physically and emotionally. Where am I with my thoughts right now? Um, you know, the way I see things right now and knowing that I may be totally wrong. That to me is being uh, in my truth. And that's sort of related to my true self, which in that case, I would say it's totally
0: transient. <laughs>
1: it's moment to moment. Uh, I discover my true self over and over again.
0: You talked about being spiritual and having sort of spiritual guides. What does being spiritual mean to you, and how important is it through your life's adventure?
1: There, today, I feel like in the world there is um, sort of a polarity almost uh, between sort of spirituality and kind of physical or material material world. And uh, for a while, I was sort of in that paradigm. Um, I did, I should say this. I grew up in Croatia, like I mentioned before, and I was brought up within the Catholic religion, Um, but my parents were not believers and they really kind of did put me into the catechism, the Sunday school, first out of tradition and then second out of, um, because we were in a socialist regime that did not favor church. Uh, so that was like the rebellious side of my mom. Uh, said like, my children will go, <laughs> and, you know, and so we went, um, but I, I did not like it at all. And so I ran away from that, which was too bad in the sense that I also left my faith. You know, as I left the church, I left my faith and I went, Like we talked about, I went into academia and. I sort of kind of followed in the footsteps of my parents of, you know, the rational mind, the intelligence, um, you know, what, the the proof, the proof, uh, what we can see and and all that kind of stuff. And which again, nothing wrong with that. That's a part of it. Uh, But as we were speaking, right, like about that, that I felt was missing. Then when I started discovering that there's all this other stuff, I then kind of went into that direction. I was like, Oh my God, you know, like all this like uh, spiritual stuff. And and I started sort of seeing that as an ideal. Uh, And once, you know, I was, I've had all these amazing experiences, really. I mean, I've, uh, I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher, so trained in that. And I had, you know, many other sort of trainings and retreats and stuff like that. And I've experienced like so 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 much in these different dimensions but in the end I would stop and say okay now what 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 do I do with all this you know how do I how does it this did this change my life really or do I not just want to be in those energies that again wasn't you know that was not fulfilling at all what I did afterwards you know was what I wanted was to bring all that spiritual so let's say spiritual stuff to me you ask what spirituality means i would say that in terms of spirits to me that is the spirit would be the part that keeps on going right so the energies that we are and that keep on going beyond their bodies to me also you know the spirit creates the body as well like together with you know mother earth and you know so to me, in the end, everything is spiritual. I don't think there is any distinction. And I don't want there at least for me, I don't want there to be distinction. Then i am am I this or am I that? Da- you know, am I this or am I that? So that's like, I, I don't want that. So there's a war within me. And so I kind of shy away now from this word, you know, being spiritual, spirituality or something like that. Because I don't want that to mean I'm above the material, and I'm above this world because I love this world. I mean, I love being here. I love living here. I love, I love my husband. I love, you know, watching movies. I love eating. I love dancing. I love having sex. I love jumping into the sea. I mean, it's just like whoa, life, you know. <laughs> and to me, that is spiritual as well. Like you know, so. Yeah, I hope that answers your question. Mm.
0: Now, you said you tried a few things, but you asked yourself, has this changed my life? What has changed your life in this sort of journey and discovery?
1: My life changed the most when I met uh, my primary spirit mentor, or I should say when I remembered my primary spirit mentor. And um, because I you know, was coming from a rational mind and as a scientist, so my mind needed quite a bit of proof, you know, to see, okay, is this really for real, you know? And so I had, like, I was, I mentioned that I found out after I was ill, I found out that we have spirit guides. So there was this uh, book, like ask your guides and, um, you know, I hit that, and then there was like an Oracle deck that I had with the keepers of the light. And I kept asking, well, I didn't keep asking, I actually asked first time, who is with me? And I pulled the card and it said, Mother Mary. And then I was like, okay. I mean, I loved the picture. It was like really, really gorgeous. It really like spoke to my heart. and I felt like, oh, you know, it said love and peace. And, and so all that really resonated with me. Um, But I was like, okay, that's beautiful. So then the next day I asked, who is with me, and I pulled Mother Mary card again. And that's what I kept asking, you know, day after day. And I kept pulling Mother Mary card. And I was like, okay, this is now really weird. <laughs> and I actually, because as I said, I, I grew up Catholic. I But I knew her by the Croatian name. And so I didn't know who Mother Mary was. Uh, And then at one point, I went to uh, Google, okay, who is Mother Mary? And when it came up all this stuff about the Catholic Mother Mary, I was like, no, my God, no, like, I I ran away from that in my teenage years, like, no, why is this person being whatever, you know, coming back into my life? No. So I kind of like, shut that aside. And then I was also... Like I said, like, yeah, I was like doing different things. And so I was on Daily and doing different courses there. And uh, there was an email that I got into my inbox that said, uh, falling in love with yourself. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, that's my theme uh, at the moment. That was what, what I was uh, working on. And so I clicked on that. I bought that. And, you know, I opened it up. It was a, a recorded course uh, audio uh, by a, a channel from the U.S., And I opened it and it said, Falling in Love with Yourself by Mother Mary. And I was like, you are joking. (laughs) Like, no way. And then I pressed play. And oh my God, like that energy, when I felt it, I immediately like started crying. And it just was like, there was peace. And there was that recognition of, I have just come home. Like this is what I've been looking for. Uh, This energy, and I was saying previously, the energy of unconditional love, that is the energy that I associate with her. Um, That's the energy of like really, really, truly unconditional love for anything, for anyone, for ourselves. And it felt, like I said, it felt like i have come home. And so from that moment on, the journey kind of accelerated. <laughs> and you know, I went even deeper and deeper. And really working with her in that energy has just tremendously opened my heart and allowed me to stand in my truth, like I was saying before, right? To stand in my truth, to speak my truth, um, you know, to act from my truth, because I have learned to love myself you know I have learned to give myself a break I have learned that yes all of the experiences that I've had you know have been really valuable that all of who I am is really valuable that you know there isn't a part of me that I should like this or you know ditch including you know my Catholic upbringing or the academia or my writing or whatever it is or my Let's call them spiritual experiences uh, out there in the in the in the kind of these other frequencies. Uh, so all that's me, all that's awesome. And this is this has been like and and this has changed my my whole life like really, really upside down. You know, I said at the when I was mentioning that I wanted to write, and I thought that that was like my thing, and it is. But really, and at the moment, and who knows what's going to be in the future, right? Um, but now, for, you know, for the last, you know, four years, I have allowed myself to speak from this truth. And that is that, you know, I am here to be the voice and a messenger and let's call that a channel uh, for Mother Mary. And, you know, that has been quite a ride, um you know to kind of get to that place to actually be even able to say that um i mean speaking about confidence yes Uh, (laughs) so that took that took a lot of sort of soul searching and you know deciding okay what you know what is important to me and how do i you know how do i go from here and uh yeah deciding that this is my truth. I mean, I'm going to share it and I feel good when I do it and I'm not harming anybody. So, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. <laughs> Take those steps.
0: There'll be people listening who were probably where you were in that rational mind, that rational brain who are probably thinking, yeah, come on, you know, what What do you say to those people?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. that's <laughs> a great question. Yeah. And I, I do get questions like that. And I totally get it. I, I really, really do get it. And I think this is one of one of the reasons why I did sort of go to academia and went through that part in my life. I can really, I really resonate with that. I can really understand that. You know, I'm not a, some person that just spent, like, 30 years in a cave and, you know, under the Himalayas, and I'm coming here and saying, like, oh, my God, look at me. I'm like, "Chandler, Mother Mary, you know. Uh, I am a kid who grew up in Croatia, you know, in a, in a rather poor country. Uh, we went through a war, you know, we were in a socialistic country. I was like, you know, so uh, I grew up with parents who were not believers, you know, so I have, and I had a huge, huge amount of anger towards mother Mary, uh, towards the church, towards all that stuff. And so I, I'm just a person, you know, and and, and and as I was saying, you know, and I love all these awesome, amazing things that you know are life on Earth. So I'm not some, you know, whatever. So, but I totally know, and I understand, and I believe we all come to some sort of understanding of what our truth is. And you know, if what I'm saying does not resonate at all, then course you know then what i'm saying is not your thing and you know and people can say for sure you know okay this one's a little crazy and that's fine too you know um but you know for some people it will resonate or for some people it'll be like oh you know oh, hmm, maybe there is something in there maybe they'll want to explore and maybe they'll want to see if this also brings something into their lives you know that might make their lives you know different in a way that they would want them to be so
0: yeah (laughs) let's talk about your relationship with mother mary and and how you use how you channel her energy in your sort of life and your work how do you utilize her energy
1: so i basically um so this was a this is a long process right as i said you know with my rational mind my mind needed a lot of proof And I did have by my side um, another channel of hers. And I was working with her and I was working with Mary through her just to learn about the energy. So as I said, like I I felt it in that course, I felt it in that Oracle card, but I also felt it through Kundalini Yoga, you know, but I didn't know what it was. And so that's an interesting part as well, because somebody asked me, because you were brought up Catholic, that's sort of what resonates with you would be, let's say, Mother Mary or Jesus. And I was like, yeah, but I left that and I hated that. And I actually felt that energy when I was doing Kundalini yoga, which is connecting to the Kundalini energy, the divine feminine, of which a part of that is the divine mother. And the divine mother energy is this incredibly... Nourishing, like I was saying, all loving energy, but also very protective, uh, fully accepting, um, you know, but here to, to help us grow, help us also to let go of what doesn't serve us, help us to open our hearts, help us to like live in understanding that we are all connected. This energy, part of this energy of the great divine mother is the energy of Mother Mary. She's an archetype of the divine feminine and of a divine mother. So to me, I worked on really feeling that energy. And then as I was, you know, opening my my chakras, I, I was able to start seeing the energies and I could recognize. So it was really important for me to feel it like in my body, because otherwise I wouldn't believe it. So I could be, you know, seeing, but what am I really seeing, you know? (laughs) So it was really important that I feel it. Um, And the feeling of her energy in my body is one of incredible expansiveness. Like it's all of a sudden, like I am big, just giant, like uh, not the whole world, the whole universe. Like I can just like spread into infinity and I feel Like my heart expands enormously and I feel this love towards the entire planet and all the beings on it. It's it's like my consciousness expands and the feeling is of this utter love. And I imagine that being in a human body, I can only feel a little bit really. Uh, But what I feel is like what I was just describing. And so this was really important for me to feel to understand and to differentiate between the different energies and to know, okay, that's that's it. And, you know, it took, you know, I had to kind of convince my mind that it's okay, you know, that this is fine and that this is really happening. So I would record myself channeling her um, and I would then listen, you know, and then I felt it it's like, oh my God. So one thing is when I'm doing it and I might say like, okay, am I imagining this stuff? All of it, you know, and the other thing is, you know, put it aside, you know, lie down, you know, get relaxed and then listen and then feel, and there is the feeling of utter peace and there's a feeling of connection, understanding that we're all connected. And so, I felt it. And so I was like, aha, uh-huh, it really is coming through. Uh-huh. And then, of course, like from channeling it to other people and receiving their feedback, that was also incredibly important. So our mind does need these kinds of proofs.
0: And through your work, channeling Mother Mary, do you work solely with female clients?
1: I No, I don't, actually. I do have male clients. I somehow do somehow focus on, on, on women, but, um, but yeah, not exclusively perhaps the focus on women is because you know, sort of mother Mary as the symbol in the Catholic church of virginity and this virginity being connected to our sexuality, i.e. the lack of it. Um, so, I have gone through this and I know that there are a lot of women who feel, you know, ashamed of their body and of their sexuality. And there is, you know, sort of quite a bit of guilt also going on. And and that is, you know, and and Mother Mary, when she was here as Mother of Jesus, was a woman. And so there is that resonance, uh, you know, for other women. Women, like feel really drawn to her in many aspects. But then there was this bit that, you know, just like, oh, and then they kind of beat themselves up. And I used to do this. And that's why I said, like, I, I, I disliked. I actually hate it. I don't use this word lightly, but I hated Madame And really it was because I felt so small and like such a sinner and so dirty, like in front of her immaculate statue, it was just like, oh my goodness, many women sort of feel the same. I have not yet came across a man who would come, maybe they're like, I don't know. I, women resonate with this. And so when Mary comes through me uh, with one of the messages is one of the biggest messages is always about self-love, yes, and self-acceptance of who we are and everything you know that we are. And then another piece of that is, you know, the body and our sexuality. And I feel it's incredibly powerful, you know, coming from her, you know, that she speaks to us about how beautiful our bodies are and how amazing our sexuality is. And, you know, sexual energy is the energy, you know, part of the energy of creation and how this energy can help us you know, achieve states of bliss and how that's just absolutely amazing freaking gift. Um, You know, so I feel that that's sort of perhaps the reason why, you know, I've been working mostly with women.
0: And this was one of the reasons why I wanted you on was to talk about sexual empowerment and sexual confidence and sexuality confidence. And and, and so let's talk about that. Let's talk about sex. You know, (laughs) how do you help your women in particular Become confident in their sexuality.
1: Uh, it's a it's a road. Uh, it's a path for sure. And it depends on like where each woman is with that. At the beginning, really, like what is crucial is going back to that self love because women, just generally, the ones please that I've been working with, um, you know, that there is a, a very very strong inner critic, and there is you know sort of a repulsion almost to. Uh, certain body parts, and particularly the sexual parts. And so it's really, really slow. It can be really slow, because we don't want to kind of freak ourselves out. Yes. And so, you know, I help women to like, you know, create their own sacred space, um, you know, where they can feel like in their home, for example, where they can feel really safe to give, you know, whatever they need. So asking, what do I need? What do I need? And then giving that to themselves. And so for some, it's not to dive in and start like caressing their body because that might be too scary. For some, it's maybe just, you know, going through with their mind, with their consciousness through their body and, you know, saying hello to different parts of their body or saying thank you to different parts of their body. You know, and just kind of like building that sense of trust, You know, with the different, like I was talking about at the beginning, you know, the different parts of ourselves. And so there are parts of ourselves within ourselves that are scared and that have been hurt and that, you know, uh, have these defenses for a reason. And so we kind of work gently. And when Mary comes to me, you know, there is, she mirrors to the people this love this unconditional acceptance and so that they and also the way she sees them and so that they can start slowly you know get into this place where they start seeing themselves in this different light Mm. and starting to accept the different parts of themselves and so then at some point it might be that you know you allow yourself to touch yourself and you know that you get into self-pleasure and there is a combination of working with the energy and working on the physical because some of, you know, your listeners might've, you know, read or, or done, you know, like Tantra and Tantra focuses on the energy of the sexual energy and like going through the chakras. And, and that's absolutely amazing. But to me, when you combine the two, so it's not, again, it's not that, okay, now now we are better because now we're just doing energy. So we're not going to do anything physical because the body's here for a reason. You know, we're in the body to explore the body, to have the body and and, and use it. So the energy together with the body and really feeling in the body. So once you get to this place of trust uh, where you can allow yourself to feel in your body, like in every cell of your body and allow yourself the pleasure we don't allow ourselves pleasure. (laughs) You know, we do a little bit. I mean, I found that with myself. There's just pleasure generally. I mean, it doesn't have to be sexual pleasure. You know, how much is enough? You know, maybe not too much because, you know, so it's like, and and there's like a threshold and within the body, it's like, oh my God, I can't take it anymore. You know, like that's it. Especially if we talk about, let's say, sexual energy. You know, it's like, oh my God, this is it. Like, you know, we can allow ourselves to like feel more and more and just really let ourselves explore this part of ourselves of course if that's kind of our cup of tea and we want to do that um you know then we can bring that into a relationship you know that that we have with a partner and you know then that you know union can just become like so much richer as well and that actually is really the whole thing builds up confidence I mean it's just absolutely amazing when we claim this part of ourselves that we have sort of given away in a way mm-hmm. given away in a way um you know where we say like no why would this be bad you know why would anything about me be bad mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know so I mean, just no. um thinking about sex actually and I suppose my own experience is when you're having good sex you genuinely feel so confident and like yeah I'm like the business here you know I'm having really good sex <laughs> um is it what what are your clients ultimately seeking is it self-love is it the, you know the perfect orgasm is it just a better relationship with their partners what are they seeking
1: they're seeking all of everything. Really. um and so there might be something that they think they're seeking you know that that might kind of draw them you know, the feeling, let's say the, that feeling of guilt. So let's say, you know, uh, having a partner or not having a partner, but wanting, let's say to self-pleasure and then feeling guilty about it, you know, enjoying it to a certain extent, but then feeling ashamed and guilty or having, uh, you know, sex with a partner and also enjoying it, but not kind of, you know, at some point also feeling maybe guilty or not really wanting to go to a certain place because of whatever or feeling used or feeling like a whore or, you know, all these different kinds of things. And so that may be, that may be a pain point, a, a trigger for people to kind of, to like I, I want to change this. Like I want to have, you know, a better relationship with, um, you know, when my partner uh, or when we are having sex, uh, you know, I don't want to feel like this. This is shitty. You know, I want to feel Not to say that, you know, feeling that we always need to feel great, but, you know, some things we really, why not change it if we can? So I find that ultimately it is self-love. I have not really found that many people will come and say, I am seeking self-love. Mostly they don't even realize that they have been such heavy critics, which is also a part of like a defense mechanism um, you know, within ourselves. So also nothing to kind of say like, oh, that's bad. Like we just also need to kind of become friends with our inner critic and give the inner critic the love um, that it, it's seeking. So yeah, so that, so they will come with problems like real life problems. And that's why I think that that's really, it's always important to come back to what this brings to your life. And yeah, some women are simply just really curious and have this drive Uh, that, oh my God, I want to experience this cosmic orgasm. You know, I want to know what that feels like. So that that might be, and that's coming from that pleasure, sort of, okay, I want to experience that pleasure. Uh, But mostly it's the pain (laughs) points or a pain points and something that will change the life. But as I said, I feel mostly in the end, it does boil down to um, self-love.
0: So people who are listening and are thinking, actually, I do lack confidence in my sexuality. Where would you advise them to just start? You know, we're not talking like the full journey, but where would you advise them to just take the first step?
1: Well, it's a really good question. I mean, I usually, it really, like I said, like it depends on like where the person is, but wherever they are, wherever you are, um, it's like giving yourself a break. (laughs) That's the, that's the most important piece. Whatever is happening in your life right now, and uh, you feel like you, you want more of something, to come to a place where you give yourself a break that it's totally and completely okay the way you are right now. And then to start practicing, perhaps little practices, whatever feels you know good to you that would nourish this trust and this self-love. Um, so it can be a practice of, you know, maybe journaling, like let's say five minutes a day of appreciating yourself or appreciating your sexuality, if you can get there. Um, and it's okay if you can't. Appreciation, writing it down. You know, it may be, if you're okay with touching yourself, it could just be as simple as like waking up and, you know, caressing your body, you know, giving yourself a breast massage, uh, if that feels okay, um, you know, but just really gentle, really, really gentle. There is no striving. This, is, this doesn't happen with striving. It happens with that gentleness and openness and surrender. You know, some of the other things, you know, might be just like I was mentioning before, could be before falling asleep or right after waking up, like going through the body, Mentally, you know, with the consciousness and, you know, saying hello or good night or, or thank you or even I love you, if that's, you know, and then as we go like through the body, you know, at some point it becomes, you know, because we may, some of us will avoid, you know, our breasts and, you know, our vagina. And so may wanna, you know, you, you go, you, you go again, you can go slowly. And so, and at some point, you I may mean, thank your breasts and you know send some loving energy to them. So it's all again, it's all about building that trust with your body. So it's not like, okay, here I come. Poo, I start touching, <laughs> because we've had enough of that. The body does not like that. Um, so it's like asking for permission, you know, hey, hello, my dear breasts, are you okay if I touch you? You know, would you like that? And and then you listen, and then okay. So it's really developing this relationship with the body so if that's kind of lacking and then going towards the the parts that are hidden but that is so juicy and so amazing and that contain worlds and worlds and worlds for us to uh explore so that feels like the right sort mm-hmm. of uh, several tips uh at kind of starting points um
0: Yeah, no, they're good tips. Very generous with those because I asked for one and I think you gave me about three (laughs) or four. So thank you very much for that. And I hope anybody who's listening, you know, does try some of those if you're feeling like you're really lacking in in sexual confidence. And I suppose who doesn't at some point in their life. Now, I want to ask you something. You talked about everybody has an inner critic, I think you said. Do you have an inner critic, bearing in mind you've been through all this self-discovery you still have an inner critic
1: absolutely (laughs) absolutely yes and that's part of my confidence saying and knowing yes i have an inner critic i mean here's an example you know so when you and i met you know for the first time it was just a chat that you and i are gonna have and it's like two women chatting you know and yeah that's awesome you know today before this interview you know because we will be recording and there will be people listening you know I was feeling butterflies in my stomach and uh you know and I was like oh my goodness and you know so yes there was a part of me that's going like uh, how am I gonna you know am I gonna be you know uh, so there is the inner critic coming but I have to say this it's it's very very different from the way it was uh, it is much, much softer. And so I noticed that. And then I'm like, yeah, I hear you. Yes, it is. It is a little scary. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm afraid of being judged, of course. You know, I can have this conversation and and say yes, and I do feel scared. And I feel this in my body. And, you know, so what are my options? Like I can either you know, I can tell you, look, we're not gonna do this, <laughs> which is lame, right? I'm not gonna do that. So I'm still choosing to despite the fears. The fear that like the fear doesn't go away and the fear is it's it's fine, it's it's okay. So it's like, yes, uh, fear of being judged or whatever it is like, yes, despite of it, you know, we're gonna do this interview and I'm gonna, you know, be in my truth and I will trust that if I let's say that word failure, right. And we don't like, uh, cause the inner critic is like, you just fail or whatever, you know, the, the failure it's okay. You know, it's, it's a learning experience. And if I say something ridiculous or whatever, and if people think something, I mean, there's never going to be that everybody agrees with me and that everybody loves me and that I do everything right Uh, Because what is that, really? Uh, So with that amount of sort of open heartedness and trust in myself and in sort of the process, I I go through it. Whereas before, I could freeze and stop. And there was war, like I was mentioning before, there was war waging within me. Uh, and I, I I wanted the critic to shut up and I want like, you know, but the critic wanted me to, you know, not do certain things. And, you know, so there was this like conflict within me and I for years, I actually wrote uh, like morning pages, which were really like kind of dumping my everything that was going on within uh me just starting to write without mm, and, like i'm not going to write something but it's just like so a lot of it was my inner critic criticizing and there was so much i have like notebooks and notebooks of like what my inner critic was saying but giving it that voice to say all of these things to say you suck and you you know like you're stupid and you're a failure or whatever you know like to allow myself and then to kind of be like, okay, where is this coming from, really? You know, where, you know, and and what do you need? Uh, So, you know, kind of going through that process, now I can be, I can be much more relaxed about it. And I feel this, like when I say, like you asked me at the beginning, like what confidence is to me, that's it. You know, that's like, allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, allowing ourselves to, you know, it's not a, to me at least, it's not that sort of, okay, I'm like, this is, you know, and so that sort of confidence, it's like, look, here I am. This is it, you know, take it or leave it, <laughs> love it or not, you know, and that that's kind of, that that's that. And that's where my inner critic
0: can relax, really. I love that actually that's so raw and honest so thank you for that Mm. so Branka if people are now really curious about you and the work you do how can they find you what what's the the site that you're going to direct them to
1: so they can find me on my website it's my first name last name.com and that's sort of the best place to kind of read a little bit more and there is um on several places there is buttons to subscribe to receive emails from me which is basically the best way to kind of know what I'm doing you know there is like when I'm creating a new course or when I'm running a new program uh, when I open up space to work one-on-one with people because I do that only like once or twice a year and I send an email, um, you know, saying that you know this is this is happening, it's coming, and and people can sign up for you know a three month program to work with me one on one, you know, or there is a, a sort of a live. And this is actually coming up uh, now, although I don't know when you, you're going to air the uh, the episode. But you know, I do have like live courses, and you know, so I send all of these through. Um, my email, and I also send, you know, Mother Mary's messages, and, you know, uh, there is this sexual empowerment, we talked about sexual empowerment, and I do um, have, like, I run sexual empowerment with Mother Mary and guests' uh, events, harness all this, you know, that's sort of the best place um, to start. You can also, you know, to kind of uh, learn more about my story, and also feel Mary for yourself the way she comes through me. I have a living with Mary podcast, and um, you know in it I have shared quite a bit of you know sort of my story, and I also did some channelings, um, you know with with Mary coming through uh, right there on the spot. Or sometimes, you know, I would read what came to me. Or people can ask questions as well, and like send those to me, and I can answer them in the in the podcast. So we can have a uh, we can have a relationship and conversation like that as well. And yeah, and, and like on my website, there is my email, so people can reach me for sure. And then also for kind of like uh, even more of my personal side, you know, people can uh, find me on Instagram. Uh, And, you know, I put, I do put like uh, stuff about like what I'm, what I'm working on um, and like podcast uh, announcements and stuff like that. But I also put like pictures, you know, from, from my life. And, um, you know, I love, uh, you know, I love sharing, you know, stuff, especially when I'm on the boat Uh, in the summer (laughs) Um, you know so so yeah I think those are kind of the best places yeah yeah and
0: I'll put all those details in the show notes if anybody does want to um, do some more exploration there'll all be some in there Right, Branka, thank you so much for being on the show. There's so much I could ask you. I've literally written down a whole load of questions, but you know, next time I'll have you back for sure and we'll celebrate our an <laughs> anniversary. <would> <laughs> thank you so much for being on, and I really appreciate your contribution to the show.
1: Thank you for having me on. Yeah, this was was really, really lovely speaking with you and sharing all this. And thank you all the listeners for listening. And, (laughs) And, you know, hopefully some of what I offer will mean something to you. And that's awesome. And if not, that's awesome too. I am sending you all so much love.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Women in Confidence and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then please like it, share it, comment on it. And if you want to, sponsor it. If you'd like to take part in my podcast or know somebody who would make a perfect guest, then please email me on contact at vanessa-murphy.com. That's contact at vanessa-murphy.com. Until next time.